Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. Joined with me, as always, Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, Dan? Hey there, my man, buddy. How are you? Glad to be here with you. Life is wonderful. And, of course, we're back on track, working very hard, and trying to make sure that things remain upbeat despite all the challenges. On the other hand, of course, I'm very happy to know that there are uh, some improvements now in terms of traveling around the world. Some boards are getting actually opened. And, of course, it's not going to be as I really want it. I think that the true summer will be experienced, hopefully, uh, next year. But it's better than nothing, and let's see what happens. But for now, life is great, and I'm waiting to see, hopefully, how uh, for the rest of, of the summer we will see some changes in terms of traveling, in terms of the borders, uh, in the European Union, in Asia, and the Middle East, and hopefully things will get better. We'll see. We'll see. Amazing. That's good. Uh, today we're talking about some um, topic regarding how to. So, what is the art of being a dip, uh, diplomat? So, first of all, uh, the the first thing that comes to anybody's mind when you're talking uh, about the word diplomat or diplomatic is the you know international relationships, which is very true. Of course, that's mm -hmm. part part of the whole uh, part of the whole deal. But I wouldn't really put a stop to the definition of the word there because you can apply um, diplomatic uh, behavior and being uh, being diplomatic. Uh, as an art form in your life, in your business, in your personal life. So, how do you how do you see it? Do you see it that is contained within the uh, between uh, countries when they're negotiating, for example, trade deals or whatever? Or do you think it applies to personal individual lives as well? Absolutely, very well put out and such a smart statement. Diplomacy exists whether someone wants to buy a candy as a five year old, or whether somebody wants to negotiate. I don't know. For example, a major trade deal between uh, three or four countries. You see, when, for example, a five-year-old goes to, for example, his mom and starts looking in his eyes and says things like, oh, mom, hey, mom, what's up? Do you see that candy over there? Well, this little five-year-old is actually engaging in diplomacy. Now, depends on how he does it. If he says, mom, either you buy me the candy or I am not going to talk with you anymore. We call this emotional blackmailing. That's one of the strategies of, you know, diplomacy. If, on the other hand, he tries to get the candy by being very nice and kind with uh, the mom and trying to, you know, be very uh, attractive, we call this enticing, uh, which is a very democratic approach to, towards diplomacy. But diplomacy, simply put, is about reaching agreements and avoiding conflicts, especially when it comes to physical conflicts. Diplomacy basically uh, is uh, what prevents wars from happening. And remember, we see wars across nations or fights. Whether it be it verbal fights or even physical fights, that's what happens when diplomacy fails. Because diplomacy is that glue that holds the society's peace and stability together. And without diplomacy, there's nothing left but arguments. So imagine that child who did not get the you know candy starts smashing things around you know basically and starts punching, for example, with his you know with his little hands punching the mom. I want the candy. That's when diplomacy fails. So whenever we hear uh, verbal fights, people start using strong language. Oh, you, this and this, such and such a person. That's when diplomacy fails. When we see physical fights, that's, you know, uh, when diplomacy, when you, when you see somebody grabs, I don't know, uh, I don't know, some brick and or some stuff start pushing somebody or punching somebody. That's when diplomacy fails. And of course, when you see troops landed and boots on the ground, that's also when diplomacy fails. And obviously, uh, as we know that, you know, in the modern world, we want our societies to be modern. And the, the, the very sense of modernity with itself brings about diplomacy, because diplomacy itself is what led to modernity. Because if we did not have diplomacy, we would have no civilization, would be still 
cavemen moving around and grabbing stones and all those things. But we have our technologies. We are capable of sitting in two different countries and having this, you know, live conversation or traveling very, uh, you know, fast between different countries or, uh, for example, using AI or using modern technologies and medicine because we had diplomacy. Because when diplomacy fails, progress halts and every, every side loses, basically, right? And because of this, I believe that it's very important for everyone to learn the art of being, you know, diplomatic. And it is hard to fully, you know, articulate what it uh, means to be diplomatic in all, you know, things and all relationships, you know, in a short period of time that we have on our podcast. But if our listeners pay attention to it, of course, it'll be very, very important. And we see exactly why it is important to learn the art of diplomacy. Oh, that's great to know. I mean, uh, again, we're not going to delve into the uh, political aspect of it from uh, negotiation between countries because, uh, first of all, people tend to have some ideas of what that is and how people tend to do it. But let's uh, let's make it more personal. So it's my, I suppose it's more useful too uh, with our limited time. So let's talk about how you employ uh, diplomacy and diplomatic approach to negotiating. Say, say with your. Uh, let's let's talk about first. Uh, class of businesses so with your right. business partners with your uh customers whatever so how do you how do you go about so first of all are you gonna establish a rapport using a diplomatic approach or how, what, what is the first step in your in your mind that's right well you know usually diplomacy basically is what i call win-win diplomacy is about creating a relationship that is founded primarily on offering value to both sides you see a diplomatic relationship for example, is a relationship where it, a, a certain degrees of logics and strategy is involved. So, for example, if you see someone and then you start jumping up and grabbing them and hugging them, this is not necessarily a diplomatic relationship. So if I, for example, go to a business meeting and I say, hey, man, what up, buddy? And I, you know, start, for example, grab the guy a little bit, grab his hand, like, hey, what up, buddy? How's it going? Now, that's not exactly diplomatic. They're probably going to call the security and they're going to have to kick somebody out, right? So <laughs> diplomacy is basically being able to create a professional as well as mutually beneficial say, you know, environment where both sides win and get value. So when you are being diplomatic, you're not trying to be friendly necessarily. When you're being diplomatic, you're not trying to be sincere necessarily, because again, we're, we're looking at politics here, right? Now, unfortunately, politicians are accused of being ex extremely you know, dishonest, but that's an exaggeration, really. But diplomacy itself is about being able to control your emotions in the heat of a debate. So, for example, let's say you're negotiating a deal. And the guy says, listen, I know you've traveled a long way for this deal, but guess what? I'm offering nothing less than this amount. For example, now, your natural emotional tendency is to stand up on your chair and say, you something, something, something. I just traveled this distance to do this, and now you offer me this price, you something, something. That's like the natural, you know, caveman mind tendency. But diplomacy here says, all right, take a step back, take a deep breath. Again, this all happens, you know, very quickly, you know, in the subconscious mind. Let's just calm down and analyze the situation. So then you start to move on to the other person. What are your conditions? What do you want to do with this? Why do you offer this? So you start asking questions. And more importantly, you try to come from the frame of cooperation rather than elimination or competition. Because this is the major factor. Diplomacy works when both sides understand that the other side actually isn't just looking for his own interest. When this happens, when this guy you know, thinks, for example, this guy only wants the lowest price he can get, 
then automatically here there's a sense of animosity. This happens a lot, unfortunately, in business, where it's like either you take them or I take them. And I've read a lot of great books in sales. Unfortunately, a lot of them teach a lot of unethical practices. Things like when you are selling, you must be selling at the highest price no matter what because of this. And they justify that with saying things like you're buy selling it for your team. But in reality, it's very unethical. So diplomacy is about trying to understand what the other side wants, trying to explain clearly what you want and explain why it's best to reach a deal in a different way. That's called diplomacy. This happens a lot in business. But then again, it's not just in business. We can use diplomacy in all relationships, friendships and partnerships. It could be with your partner, spouse, with your children. And this applies to almost everything. However, personally speaking, uh, the closer you are in a relationship, it's best to be more sincere because, uh, you know, uh, if you're extremely strategic in all relationships, that also, you know, reduces the quality of the relationship. But being diplomatic is not the same as being a liar or as being a cheater. It's simply a matter of having strategy in all the relationships. And if you look at those who are very happy and have maintained long-term relationships, you realize that they have actually implemented some degrees of strategy in their encounters and have learned to be diplomatic. So uh, from what I'm hearing from what you're saying, it, it seems to me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, but it seems to me that it's uh, from your point of view, at least, um, uh, this whole diplomatic approach to, say, business, or in, even in uh, personal life, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a second half, but That's uh, right. at least for the first half, for the business side, it seems like it's a, it's, a, it's a structure, it's a foundation, it's a framework that defines some boundaries, some uh, it helps you guide and navigate your relationship with the third party or second party. Is that, is that, would, that would you say that's, that's a correct that, assessment? That's exactly a great point. I mean, you yourself right now, just I'm going to give you right now three situations and describe for me how you feel in each of these situations. So put yourself, so we're going to uh, you know use three cases here. One is going to be business, one is going to be personal, and one is going to be uh, basically friendly. Not extremely close, like let's say, for example, a wife or a child, but also not very distant, like for example, business. So Imagine the first case in business. So you go to a business meeting and you uh, ask for something and the person says, listen, Poojits, we got this price right here. It's $2,500 per staff member and we are the only company that supplies it. So take it or leave it. How do you feel in this situation? Yeah, well, it's definitely not comfortable and not, uh, you know, comforting. But you really don't necessarily have any other option. So uh, there's no other option. And you've, told, you've been told by your boss to make this purchase. What will you do? So, so, uh, so assuming they're correct, actually. So th there's, there's no competition. There are only choice, right? Exactly. They're, they have yeah, a monopoly. Well, they have the monopoly. So, I mean, in a sense, you have to give in, don't you? Exactly. Now, here's the next case. Imagine after, literally a week after that uh, deal was done, another company comes along and offers the same service slightly more expensive. So instead of, for example, this service, $2,000 per staff, now it's $2,700. And then you go to the you know, office. Would you be interested to even negotiate in this case, or you want to go back to the same guy who pushed and shoved it to your face uh, the last time? Yeah, of course. If I can make a better deal with the second guy, and that's a That's more not a better reasonable. deal. Technically, it's not a better deal because it costs more. But right. you know that this well, guy might have a chance. So you go to his office, for example. He says, sir, here's our price. It's 2700 But the reason that we offer a little bit more expense than this competitor is because mm -hmm. of this and this and this. And of course, we're glad to help you. 
in terms of the long-term payments and certain other things. So they are very polite. They ask you a lot of questions. They, they uh, understand who you are and what you want. So are you more likely to pay a little bit extra and work with this guy that you actually like than to keep working with the Monopoly guy who apparently right now has still a lower price? Right. Well, no, I mean, definitely with the new guy, even if it's more expensive, because uh, not only because it's at least they they opened the door for negotiation, you would never like with an ongoing, especially if it's a, not a one time sale, maybe it has some sort of maintenance or something. Then definitely mm -hmm. the, the guy that is more approachable, more uh, uh, listening better is definitely uh, a better choice because at least we can negotiate terms and conditions and, uh, you know, problems occur. We can solve them and talk. Um, I think uh, that conversation, that the channel of conversation being open is uh, definitely comforting in the second Exactly. Scenario. You see, that's the point. So diplomacy, it actually leads to a better long-term relationship. Now, let's move on to diplomacy and personal relationships. I really believe that the foundation of diplomacy in personal relationships, be it friendly, family, uh, and other, comes down to long-term thinking. You see... It's much easier to do certain things, to have certain reactions, uh, especially negative ones, in the short term because of some emotions you're feeling, but that could, in the long term, jeopardize a relationship. So diplomacy is about this. So for example, right now, I'm going to give you two cases. Imagine you're talking with your girlfriend, and your girlfriend basically gets is obviously very stressed, very you know angry because she is perhaps missed her deadline for the university and she got fired from her last job because she was very busy or whatever it is. She's very nervous right now. So in the first case, she comes home and says, listen, Poojiks, the cool guy with the cool suit and the cool beard. Look at, look at me right now. Well, you feel like life is so cool and like, uh, look at me. So in this case, when she acts all nervous, obviously she's not acting diplomatically and you have two choices. You can sit back and say, now you shut up, you little witch. You're not supposed to talk to me like that. So this is when exactly diplomacy fails. But here's a question. If this really happened to you, Pujix, do you think you would necessarily react aggressively? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it depends on what mood I am personally in, if I oh, have yeah. that much <laughs> That's right. So if you make decisions based upon your mood, then you are not being diplomatic. This is the exact right. difference between okay. diplomacy in relationships versus uh, winging it or acting uh, your feelings out, right? So if you, you're, imagine you had a very good day. I mean, you had a wonderful day. Life is great. Everything is going well. And then, of course, you're going to be like, understand, like, yeah, honey, I know. Okay, lay it on me. I'm your man. Just keep punching, keep jabbing. No problem. But if you had a bad day, what do you do? You right. cannot. I had it. I'm done. And you start fighting and boom, diplomacy fails. So yeah. diplomacy is about acting and doing the right thing, irrespective of how you feel. So sometimes diplomacy dictates that you must back off, even though it, you might need something. Sometimes it implies going forward, even though you don't feel like it. So diplomacy is about managing, putting a distance between your emotions and what is right to do to save the relationship and to get the results. So people who are, again, that's how politicians are generally, those who are good politicians. I mean, if you look at, you know, for example, uh, the idiot Trump who calls uh, Joe Biden Sleepy Joe, I'm going to call him idiot Trump. So uh, th th this is a great example of when diplomacy fails and you just start bullying, right? Now, this is not just in politics. I'm sure you know a lot of people like that. You know, a lot of people who are using 
aggression as a means of getting results. They want to bully and all those things. But aggression rarely leads to long-term results, not just in politics, but in business and in all relationships. So diplomacy is putting that distance between your emotions and your mood at that moment and the long-term longevity of the relationship and acting not based upon the feeling, but doing what is right. And that, by the way, Pujas, is not easy at all. It requires a lot of training, which is why uh, this sh you know, show today is just a means of inspiring our listeners to start putting more time learning the art of uh, basically uh, diplomacy. To know that, yes, a girl can start fighting, but if you know and have a good, you know, uh, basically a diplomatic mindset, you can easily turn it around. So the same angry girl who starts shouting and all those things, and you feel like, oh, you feel like angry right now? You say, okay, well, let's be diplomatic here. So how does she feel like? You see? Practicing empathy. How does she feel like? Okay, she's very, uh, probably very angry. Why does she feel this way? You see, you're literally putting yourself out of that, you know, basic situation and inside of her, uh, basically, mind or your person. And then you try to see the world as they do. So, probably she is very nervous. Probably she has lost her job and that hurt her off. Maybe that time of the month. I mean, you never know. But there's going to be a lot of things right now, basically. So, you put yourself in her shoes. And then you say, okay, what is my objective here? I can fight. I can start slapping her. And then we're going to break up. And then she's going to grab her stuff. She's going to leave. And then I'm going to cry. And then I'm going to basically call her. She's going to block me. Then I'm going to go back to her home. Dad's going to come kick my ass. I'm going to go back home basically again. And you can imagine that's that. there's no good ending for that. Or I could try to keep it cool and try to let her express her anger, shout at me a little bit, and then calm her down. And yeah. this is an example of diplomacy. So she starts out like, yes, I know, very tough. Poor you, I understand totally. Now, understand here you're feeling all the pain that she does, but you are using diplomacy here, right? And in the long term, this diplomatic approach, actually, she starts shouting for a while, she starts screaming, and then after about 25 minutes, she's all done. And then she says, ah, so how was your day? And boom, now you got a good conversation right here, literally, after all of that stuff. And boom. Guess what? Someone's going to get laid that night. And that is because you have managed to be diplomatic. So whether you want good results, whether it is to have a good evening, whether it is to, you know, seal the deal, uh, to get the paycheck, to, I don't know, make the alliances or in large scales politically, if you want to build the alliances, then having that diplomatic mindset is the key to success in all these areas. Because a simple look at politics and, you know, successful politicians or those who work in business, or those who have good relationships, always shows that these are rarely the people who act out their emotions. Because let's be honest, you don't need any education to act out your emotions. It is natural to feel aggressive. It is natural to feel upset or hurt. It is natural to want to punch someone or kill someone. These are, you don't need any skills to do that. That's all ingrained in your DNA. Anybody can do it. A five-year-old can do it. A 10-year-old can do it. What takes a lot of effort and education and eventually wisdom is being able to control this. And of course, I personally spent a lot of time studying the Chinese culture to practice this for myself and everyone, you know, my friends as well, because this being able to take yourself out of the situation and out of your emotions and towards a, you know, focused direction where you can actually make strategic decisions in a diplomatic way rather than emotional way ultimately yields the best results in all relationships. Uh, perfect. You, we, you already discussed the uh, personal side, like a uh, uh, personal relationship side of this too. So we're going to 
blow past that. And because we were getting to the end of our show as well. Now, right. for, for, for the people who want to continue educating themselves, getting better at this, learning practices that they can, uh, you know, uh, do to develop this uh, skill and art form, uh, are there any books or videos or people who have uh, worked in this space and have material in this space? Do you have any recommendations for further uh, studies? Well, of course, um, there are a lot of great books actually in this regard, but I really believe that diplomacy itself is not a subject that is linear in nature. That is, yes, mm. there are many books on the subject. For example, I recommend a great book, for example, The Psychology of Influence, which is a very, very useful book and has been a bestseller for decades now. And one of my most favorite, actually, which talks about what it really means to influence someone, basically. The Psychology of Influence, you could try it actually, by Dr. Cialdini. Wonderful book. And But apart from the books itself, I don't recommend people actually uh, start practicing because diplomacy needs to be practiced in real relationships, not just on paper. So uh, try to look at all of your relationships in business, at school, at home, and ask yourself, how much of the time am I acting out my emotions? And how much of the time am I actually trying to act in a diplomatic way that allows the other side to save face, to control or his or her anger, to do these things and to get the results. And more importantly, to be strategic in my approach. And only then you can actually improve it. But if you want to get a head start before you practice these things, I recommend, of course, uh, the psychology of influence. Other than that, there are a lot of great tools and great ways to improve your knowledge of uh, basically diplomacy through learning sales. So I recommend a lot of Basically, uh, right now is available in terms of sales, which you can actually find online. Basically, becoming better at selling of anything of any kind itself can actually improve your ability to be diplomatic because by the very process of doing that, you will eventually get it. And of course, finally, it is experience. By having a lot of experience, by meeting a lot of new people, because in order for you to get good at diplomacy, you have to have a lot of social interactions. So you can get good at diplomacy if you only know how to influence your mom, for example, or your best friend. So you want to have a wide, basically, range of contacts to know how we can influence because you will then eventually over practice, you will find the patterns that, oh, it doesn't matter. Like in most cases, whether the person is black or white, young or old, tall or short, uh, Asian, for example, or Middle Eastern, doesn't really matter. You, you can influence them this way. So you eventually get patterns. So the last one, of course, is having a lot of reference experience to improve your overall diplomacy. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Dan, for today's uh, episode. Um, uh, if you have any final thoughts on the matter, please go ahead. For sure. Uh, just I want to thank you again for this great topic you've uh, chosen for this session. We talked about uh, you know, what it really means to be diplomatic. We described that diplomacy is about putting a distance between you and your emotions in order for you to be able to uh, create influence or save a relationship. And more importantly, we talked about the fact that it can be applied to all facets of life and everybody can learn to do that. We also discussed that if you want to act it on your emotions solely, that's not diplomacy. If you want to know why and uh, what happens, just take a look at, you know, the current recent political events that are happening in the United States and all around the world because of the United States, of course, uh, then you will realize this is what happens when, uh, when diplomacy fails. Results simply vanish and disappear. So ultimately, by knowing this and learning to do that, you can actually become better. And then we talked about how we can actually work on it. And we said, other than, of course, certain books that we recommend, uh, there's obviously the, the act of practicing. You want to actually start practicing using diplomacy and salesmanship in all your relationships. So we recommend a couple of books. Uh, one, of course, the most uh, useful one right now will be The Psychology of Influence by Dr. Cialdini, which uh, he talks in detail about what it means. Of course, 
Dr. Chilling himself was a salesperson before he actually became a psychologist. So he talks a lot about how, for example, his uh, you know brother managed to sell, for example, very good cars at very high prices. So it's a very great book to start with. But then again, practice makes perfect. So try to use those in your daily practice as well. Thank you again, Dan, for this episode. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Until a later episode, have a good one.